You're listening to the Amber Westerwell. <laughs> Welcome to the Emerald Reprobates Podcast with myself, Derek. And James. This is episode 69. Insert sexual innuendo here. <laughs> or not. Or not, yeah. What did they say? A meal for two with a terrible view. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm just back off holidays. And as I was just explaining to James off air, it was a family holiday. So there's absolutely nothing eventful to talk about. It was just a nice, relaxing yeah. week in the sun. Nobody drowned. Nobody probably about an a, yeah, funny, probably about an average of six hours a day in the pool. I'm not joking. Like it was 37 degrees and stuff, whatever that is in American heat. Um, and it was a uh, fucking hot, but but bearable. You know, people you often hear people kind of going, you know, oh, did it be too hot this time? Yet there's no such thing as too hot. There's yes, too there hot is. for working. There's not too hot for sitting by the pool with a cold drink or an ice pop in your hand. That's there's no, there's never too hot for that. Yeah, it is. Okay, yeah, I'll give you 100 degrees. I'm actually combusting, <laughs> then it's too hot. But anything within the realms of... If you're sitting there like Johnny Storm, then it's too warm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. although Jay's well, stinking as shit. But yeah. by all accounts, uh, I mean, obviously we haven't seen it yet and probably have no plans to see it, but the Fantastic Four apparently is being anything but fantastic. Yeah, well, it's not going out on a limb there the other Fantastic Fours were anything but fantastic yeah and they were based on a comic book that's anything but fantastic yes. in my, well in my opinion I'm sure there's people out there that love it I'm pretty sure Darren's a big Fantastic Four fan Darren's also an idiot yeah and he, he, he likes rock dicks but um, yeah by all accounts you know I didn't like I said I haven't seen it and I've kind of been off the grid for the last 10 days or whatever so but I did see a bit of bitching and backbiting seemingly starting at what looked like just after the open the weekend between studio saying oh this that and the other actors saying oh blah 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 it was this there was scenes left out and all this sort of crack everybody's throwing up the excuses it's like Man United when they facing the team they know they're going to lose and they're you know they're making their excuses about who's injured and what team they're putting out a B team and all like mm. they're making their excuses before the loss has happened and they may have well won but it seems like this now with this film that they were all putting out their excuses as to who was to blame before it even hit the fucking street right. remember a few minutes ago when I said I wanted to talk about a film that I'd seen and you hadn't was it Fantastic Four? It was. Really? Yes. Okay. Ooh, I'm glad I was in fucking Spain turning into the human torch. I'd six euro in my pocket. Really? Yeah. And what? There was no homeless person outside. You could have given it and done something better, no. more productive with no. it. Wow. All right. Well, talk me through it. Well, yeah. oh, no. First off, is there nothing else out at the moment? Well, we went to see Ant Man. Yeah. You we were on holiday. Right. Then we were going to see Mission Impossible. We are. So there's nothing else out. Right. And you are you had a hankering for some overpriced popcorn and a bad movie. Yes, okay. I did. On. So, convince me. Right, starts off in school. Reed Richards is given a, a speech on what he wants to do when he grows up. Uh, and he says he wants to be the first guy to teleport. Right. And everybody laughs at him. Never saw the fly, no? No. Okay. That's exactly what I have written down here. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, well, you know, it's like we were talking about the whole, this thing of AI, Google bots and all this shit. Have they not watched Terminator? We yeah. know how this shit's going to end. The, 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 teacher told him basically made fun of him as well the teacher should have said have you not seen the fly or at least the simpsons episode based yeah, on the well, fly <laughs> yeah home are reaching for beers through the teleporter yeah. out of the fridge so uh reed goes off has to do another come back with a real job the next day 
but later on that night is the Grim Salvage Yard. Okay, enter Ben Grimm. Yeah, it's also 11 or 12 as well. Okay. It's ridiculous. See, are they or are we just getting a bit older? No. The Oh, this is set back. Yeah, okay. it's set back in 2007. Right, okay, so they but, are supposedly yeah, then, then they skip forward eventually and they're, <laughs> they're still, still the same. They're still in high school. <laughs> yeah. So it's gone forward seven or eight years and they're still in high school. What, have been held back a few times? Isn't this guy Possibly. Meant, isn't this guy meant to be a genius? Yes. <laughs> he spent seven years in high school and he's a genius, okay. No Doogie Howser MD, that's for sure. No, definitely not. And right, uh, so, and who's Grim? Is, am I right in saying, is that Jamie Bell? Yeah. Not at this stage, because he's still Yeah, okay, hold on. Right. Mm, and he's, he walks, he has a kind of an argument with his brother in the scrapyard and walks into the house. His brother charges after him, bellowing, it's clobbering time. Right. And yes. Then he starts hitting Ben and the Ma gets in on it and everybody's hitting everybody. She's clobbering time as well. Yeah. Ma Grimm. And something happens outside and Ben is sent out and there's Reed Richards. Was there any reference to Yancey Street? Mm, not that I noticed. Oh, okay. Right. Reed that, Richards that. is uh, stealing something from the scrapyard. Right. To make his teleporting Brundlefly device. Because obviously, you know, the, the go-to place for every budding scientist is the scrapyard. Yeah. So Ben helps them and the two of them bomb back and hook up the, the stolen transporter to the the Brundlefly device. Oh, he had a transporter in the in the scrapyard. Yeah, or a transformer. Yes. It is. And they, they put it on a, a trolley and wheeled it back. Right. And this is on a Monday or a Thursday night because there's American football going on. Okay, yeah. Right, yeah. So we have a time frame. We do. And they transport a, a car and get back some rocks and blow up all the power in the neighborhood. Ruining the, the Jets game for everybody in the neighborhood. Oh, <laughs> right. And then goes forward seven years. Still in high school. Years, <laughs> still in high school. They're at the, the science fair day in high school, and they're still working on this thing. This. Again, I say he's meant to be a genius. Yeah. Go on, okay. <laughs> Compare it to the Big Bang Theory. Sheldon's a genius, and he two, he completed two college courses or something at this age. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying yeah, they're not selling him as the no. genius he's meant to be because like the line I remember from the trailer is uh, he knows the answer to questions we haven't even thought to ask or something like is that is he Roddy Piper yeah <laughs> but he's robbing from scrapyards and takes him seven years to perfect something that he yeah. apparently got right on the first night somewhat right you know yeah him and yeah, Ben me Rockhead yeah, yeah are there and they it's the same teacher as that was mocking them seven years ago is judging the science fair so they uh, they teleport a, a plane they steal from some other kid. <laughs> so in all this time, though, they haven't gone any... F- they've, they've managed... I mean, you have to, even as a kid, understand the significance of teleporting something. Mm. No, and they, they haven't gone any further than the school fair. <laughs> no, but they've, they've managed to get back. Instead of rocks, they're getting the, the thing they teleport back. Okay. But the teacher thinks it's a magic trick and calls them witches and disqualifies them from the science what, fair. raise them against the duck. <laughs> he does. Right. <laughs> and there's a these two people wander up and start taking pictures and having a look at the thing it's Sue Storm and her old lad Mr. Storm and any explanation as to why they're at his school fair right just happenstance yeah so they offer him a job in the Baxter building and am I right in saying what I got from the trailer is the father's black yes hence Johnny Storm's black so is Sue meant to be adopted or something or okay she's from Kosovo or somewhere in Albania or somewhere like that okay and then doesn't have an accent of course not (laughs) so uh, Reed goes lives in the thing uh, Baxter building to make a new 
Brundlefly machine there because uh, they've transported things as well. They've, they're getting the same results. They're getting sand, but Reed's able to bring things back, so they want him. Right. Okay, yeah. So mm. they basically realise we've got this genius kid, or, you know, quote-unquote genius kid who's a little bit slow, yeah. uh, who's actually working on the same stuff as us, but he's managed to get it working where we haven't. Yeah. Okay. And Mr. Storm goes off and meets Scruffy Von Doom. Right. Scruffy emo Von Doom. Yeah, am he's I right? sitting in the dark. Am I right in saying that I heard, and this is another thing I heard, that he's like, he's a blogger or something like that, like he's an internet blogger is what yeah, he is? It seems to be, he's, like he's looking at a bunch of screens and sitting in the dark. Yeah, ordering some, pizzas online, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the storm tells him that they've got this kid who's able to bring things back. And, and why is he telling him this? What, what relevance has it got to he's him? He's invented the same machine. Okay, so he, he's another he's, genius he, kid. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They, 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 tell you later, they tell you later on the Baxter lab was set up by kids Doom when he was younger than Reed is now so he was 14 or some shit right and it's just ridiculous like you have to be 12 to be a scientist in this film okay like if you're over 20 you're kicked out it's like Logan's run over here oh okay so this is actually like a program they're running they're actually trying to develop it seems to be like oh okay so they're not saying that that's what it is but this is what it seems like it does okay yeah they bring you in your sell by date is like 18 and like ah he hasn't done it yet lads get him out of here that's it but uh doom only goes back because sue's gonna be working there okay and did they where's doom from uh okay they do put him there okay grand yeah they do and then bring in johnny storm it was uh, off street racing and crashes his car. Right. And uh, because it's his car, but his dad paid for it. It's his dad's car, so now he has to go work in the Baxter building, building stuff. Of course, to pay back the father for yeah. the car that he was just gifted anyway. So, That's it. Yes. So him and Reed bond over welding. Right. Because this <laughs> like genius, flash dance. This, this, yeah, I was just going to say, this genius is also flash dance. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope he's better at fucking welding than he is at building shit. Uh, where are we? I lost my place. So they're building an uh, industrial sized Brundlefly device between the three of them. Right. Or four of them. Many of them. There's four of them. Well, yeah, fantastic. Four. Yeah, but Ben's, <laughs> still, in the, Ben's still in the in the salvage yard. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> they didn't want him. Yeah, oh, he's just the scruffy kid from the salvage yard. Like, uh, what have you made? A bugger on my yeah, finger? Okay. That's How much? <laughs> so there's a pretty. Pretty much a montage of them building and bonding, and they're all becoming friends. Yes. And then Doom sees Reed and Sue having a laugh, and calls Reed over and says, "It's unprofessional to be having a laugh with Sue in the lab, because right. I want to pair with her and whack one out." Yeah. <laughs> Only I can be unprofessional and yeah. giggle and laugh at her. So uh, uh, Reed says, "No, no, no, no. We're we're all done. The the machine's built. We've finished it in the last five minutes. So we're having a laugh." Now oh, I'm yes. going to take a nap. <laughs> right. Uh, some suits show up with a monkey. Right. And they strap the monkey into the Brundlefly device, which is four Brundlefly devices back to back. Yeah, I've seen the picture of it. Yeah, yeah kind of. So they strap the monkey in and send it off. And they have a video hook up to the other dimension somehow. Of course. Mm. And they see the monkey and they're, oh, this is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it comes back and it's all monkey flying. Okay. Yes. So the the suits say it's time to get NASA involved. We need some NASA dudes to put into this machine. And uh, because obviously uh, astronauts 
are as qualified as anybody on the earth yes. to go to interdimensional and travel. Anything goes wrong, uh, I'd have sent the, 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 dude the, the dudes. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, but that part of the story, I presume, is where, where it ends up going. Does make a morsel of sense. Is that Doom, Doom has a hip flask and they get drunk and decide they want to go. Ah, okay, so that doesn't make sense then. Yeah, right, okay. Again, not leaning towards the genius side of things here. Yeah. Like okay. A couple of kids that get drunk and decide to jump into yeah. this... Uh, Sue goes to off to do whatever Sue does, and the three lads get drunk off the hip flask. And uh, Reed rings Ben, says, "We're going. I can't go without you." So that's how he ends up on the on the mission. Right. Uh, so I'm counting in my head here. So that's four people, but Sue has powers. So yeah, Sue's off doing whatever Sue's doing, and how does she end up with powers? We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because Doom obviously has to be affected as well to make him Doom. Like, yeah. So. Uh, they, they they go off in the machine and Sue's wherever she is gets an alarm. The machine's been activated, so she comes bombing back to the lab and rings the rebel lad to say, "We need to come to the lab. Somebody's doing something." Right. And the the four boys are in what turns out to be called Planet Zero. Okay. And it's basically Iceland. It's rocks and lava. Okay. Green oozy lava. Right. So they're, they're standing there in their spacesuits, and there's a big puddle of ooze down a kind of a cliff, and a couple of hundred yards away, they decide to go rock climbing and get it. Like these nerds have abseiling gear with, with them. Of course, obviously, when you're yeah. going into dimensional traveling, you never leave anywhere without your abseiling gear. Yeah. And, and the ability to be able to abseil. Yes. Because that's not like, just something you can do. Obviously. They've all... We didn't get that montage. No, we didn't no, get that. I'm didn't see that. montage. Okay. Johnny Storm says he's not gone, so he's left up there at the top to hold the rope. Right. Well, the three boys have they didn't to tie it off on anything. No. <laughs> they go down and they're wandering around and Doom touches the ooze and something bad happens and they have to cheese it. <coughs> so as well as abseiling, they're now super, super fast rock climbers as well. To get back up. Yeah. And rock we've climbed rock walls. It ain't easy. No. <coughs> so these nerds are able to do it yeah again they're not living up to any of the stereotypes of being either A nerds or B geniuses because aren't the nerds always the scrawny skinny kids who can't do it yeah. and hence wasn't that the reason they needed Ben Graham he was like the muscle to their nerd mm. apparently that's one of the drop scenes was him protecting Reed in school yeah which would make sense because that's kind of his role he is the mm. muscle to their the, the brain the brawn to their yeah. brain if you will so uh, Doom's last up the thing and he doesn't make it, he gets... Doomified. Doomified. And they cheese it back to the Bundlefly device and they're, they're trying to close it up and get it to depart but it won't work and Sue's typing really fast on the far side just banging the keys like a monkey. Right. Because she ain't doing nothing. Yeah, she's just hammering away. Yeah. yeah. Maybe this will fix it. Johnny's on fire. There's rocks flying into Ben Grimm's thing and I don't know what happened to Reed but it comes yeah. back and it blows up the Baxter building right the, well the lab part of it yeah and Sue gets zapped okay so she gets hit with our space mm. juice or whatever it is as in Reed wakes up uh, the Baxter building's half destroyed uh, Johnny's on fire still still hasn't died from his <laughs> no. injuries yet okay <laughs> there's a flaming pile in the corner He's Reed is trying to crawl over to this pile of rocks that he thinks Ben is under and he gets there and he turns around and his legs are still trapped under something else and they're all stretchied out. Yeah. So he faints. Yeah, so they're 
basically just showing you all their powers. Yes. Then Sue sneezes and goes <laughs> invisible, and yeah. yeah. They change to a. It looks like the the Avengers' new base. Right. Yeah. Kind in the of middle of nowhere. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, Reed's strapped down, he's all stretched out, looks ridiculous. Right. Uh, they they flip around, Sue's disappearing and reappearing. Johnny's still on fire. <laughs> <laughs> still hasn't died of his injuries. No. Best stunt man ever. And uh, Ben is still a heap of rock. He is. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, you see that in the trailer, the kind of burting scene, if you will, where he's like, he comes breaking out of the rock. Yeah, so Reed eventually wakes up and shrinks himself. And he's tied down to a table, so he shrinks back to normal size, and he Get gets up, and John McClane's a true event. Right. And ends up having Is a... Is he sporting that bogey stubble I seen in the, in the uh, trailer? No, he's... That kid, I mean, I thought I had the growth of a 12-year-old girl. <laughs> that fella, man, he's got about three hairs on his face. It's he ridiculous. He still has the three hairs. Yeah, go on. Anyway. He has a conversation with Ben, and here's an alarm that they're looking for him, so cheeses it, and leaves, leaves them there, and cut to a year later. Right. We're bombing through the time here. Yeah. Uh, They're still kids. Still kids. Right. Reed's done one. Ben's agreed to be a, a soldier in exchange that the, the government and the Baxter suits will... Not imprison him or... Well, the, 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 they'll try and fix him. Right. Like Ben's out battering tanks. Oh, so hence that's the bit in the trailer you see where he's being like dropped into a war zone. Yeah, so you don't see that bit. Yeah, that's apparently gone. that was cut as well, yeah. Uh, that Sue was practicing being invisible and levitating and making other things invisible. Right. And Johnny's still on fire. fire. Yeah, he's still in the car. <laughs> Somebody please help me. Yeah. Anybody, a blanket, wet cloth, something. Put me, just put a hose. Me Anybody, just piss on me. I'm on fire. <laughs> he's off fighting drones, practicing being... Fly and flamey. Yeah. Okay. They're still, they're trying to rebuild the Brundlefly device to go back for what to get them <laughs> no he hasn't starved to death in the last year the, the government and want to go back and make super soldiers out of whatever turned these oh, boys nails try and, okay on which yeah they want to try and yeah. kind of replicate this to have an army of freaks yes okay and they, they can't quite do it they need read they do and Sue knows how to track him down by typing really fast and surfing the net yes. while listening to Porter's head right yeah, it's just checking all the the back alleys of Hollywood porn sites for the lad of the stretchiest dick, like, who's yeah. making a few quid. Him and he ends up with Marky Mark. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they track him down in Central or South America. It's in a jungle, anyway, where he's deforming his face to look like the local Mexican to get parts for whatever he's building. Right. He's kind of disguising himself by stretching his face out. Okay. <laughs> Looks like Danny Trejo. <laughs> yeah, that's... Probably the most convincing fake face you could ever make. So they they bring him back and him and Johnny hug. Johnny's not not on fire at this stage. Turned himself off. Ah, somebody's <laughs> pissed on him, right, Grand? And uh, Reed sits down and reprograms the whole Brundlefly in less than ten minutes. Right. And fixes the machine the government had been working on for a year. Right, because yeah, nobody took notes of what he was doing the first mm, time yeah. in the government building, like. Maybe they were destroyed in the explosion. Possibly. We'll, 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 we'll give them that, yeah. We'll, we'll give them that one. But they, they built a new style bundle flight device. It's like a lift. Everybody just walks in. It's not like the pods anymore. Okay. 
So they put a bunch so of soldiers. You're not worried coming back with invisible tits off Sue or something. And no. Or like Ben's a, dick on mix, your mix head, head or something. Yeah. Head. <laughs> big rocky dick sticking off your forehead. They're like, pretty sure this wasn't here when I went down. So this time they bypassed the monkey test and just fire a load of soldiers into it. Okay. And send them off. And Reed notices the planet zero slightly different now. But he doesn't know why. And the soldiers are having to look around and this figure walks towards them. It's doomed. It's doom. He survived. Right. He's been fused into his spacesuit. Right. And he has a hood. Okay, which he didn't have beforehand. <laughs> no, I don't know where you got the yeah. hood. And what's he been eating? Blah. Space crackers he brought with him. MRE is what they call that, that bread the hobbits had. Yeah, yeah, he had plenty of that elf bread. Yeah, that was it. Then they put him on a stretcher, put him in the lift. Why did they need to put him on a stretcher? I don't know. <laughs> he survived for a year. Yeah, what, the sight of other people was just too much for him. Now all of a sudden he's collapsed. He half collapsed. Oh, what was me? Hand on the forehead style. Yeah. They bring him back and he's on. Looks like he's on the chair Reed was on. Kind of. Well, strapped down. Strapped thing. down. Okay, yeah. And uh, the main government suit is in talking to him. And Doom says, hey, I ain't here for good. And explodes everybody's head. Using right. Doom power. Okay. He says, "What you got the ability to explode heads?" I don't know what happened to him. Right. Okay. Nobody really explained that. Yeah, no need. To. It is what it is. Yeah, but he says uh, that's his planet now, and he's going to destroy the Earth. And he starts by wandering around this, this place, exploding heads and murdering <laughs> soldiers. Okay. And he chases it back to the Brundlefly device, being chased by the Ben, Reed, and the other two. And he can't explode their heads. No. Conveniently, yeah, he gets in and he goes back and so he builds this out of rock, the same device, and he's sucking back uh, all the things from Earth in the military facility. <laughs> That's fucking terrible. It is no good. Yeah. Everything's spinning around and flying through this interdimensional portal right. back to him. I don't know. What he's going to do with it? Yeah. It's all going to be in a heap. At the he's gr- maybe he's just materialistic. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he just he wants things. Thing. It's about four hundred foot high. It's it's like a tripod. Right. And he's bringing everything back, but it's just where's it going to go? Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's going to put this over here mm. now. Put that on that shelf over yeah. there. <laughs> so Reed cops what he's doing, and Sue puts them all in a bubble and flies them into the the other planet. Right. And they have a bit of a fight with Doom, and he twats them. And then they decide to team up and get a plan A team style. Right. And they build a tank out of bars yeah. of soap and old chicken crates and whatnot. <laughs> they go back and get BA. Yeah. <laughs> he pitied the fool. So the, the plan works and they, they manage to kill Doom. Right. And uh, as the portal is closing, Sue puts them back in the bubble. And straight out of the Avengers, the exact same thing Iron Man did. Right. They just fall Barely back make it yeah. through land straight out of the avengers 2 this giant crater where the city used to be right <laughs> this hole in the ground so all being sucked into the other dimension like somebody watched the avengers really closely yeah well and, and given that this isn't technically a marvel movie it seems like yeah, they're just gonna, yeah it works for them like, we can we can have that we can and please tell me that's it they go back to the Baxter building. Oh, there's more <laughs> there's more <laughs> they're, they're, all, they're all standing there saying oh, oh this is gonna be awesome we can have I'll have this part, you can have that part. And they're having this witty dialogue and they need a name. And Ben says something's fantastic. And Reed turns from, that's it. They're fantastic. And then it cuts. Oh. 
Wow. Credits. Credits. Wow. Yeah, that it sounds pretty much as... No, it actually probably sounds worse than I was expecting. Hmm. No, like, up, up until... Inexplicably just nonsense. Like, I mean, more the doom side of things. Hmm. Like, but, uh, how did he build anything? How did he live? What was he doing? No explanation whatsoever. No, no showing you Ben Grimm being the tough guy, the, no. you know, clobbering time. Like ben fucking. I mean, you're talking about a, a character, the thing, who's gone toe-to-toe with the Hulk. And yeah. you don't like, really ben, see Ben's, Ben's not there until the... To get into the machine, like he's not there for the he's first not even half in hour. The film. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the last half hour, forty minutes, everything's just whipped through with no ex- explanation. Yeah, just get nothing. It done. Just you see, it did. Uh, like I say, apparently some of the complaints were a lot of shit hit the editing room floor, mm. but it sounds like things that wasn't for the greater good. No, but, it wasn't. Um, it I was, don't know. It was a I short film. I, it was an hour and forty. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. But they they whipped through this film. Oh, that's very surprising. Mm. Given that you're talking about a film with an origin story and the end battle, like that's that's nothing. Mm. But the origin story part was was all right, apart from the they're fourteen. Yeah, again, yeah, it's just it's it's just that's what I thought about when I seen it. It just wasn't plausible. These young yeah. kids, and then Jamie Bell as the team. tough guy. Yeah, a yeah, yeah as a tough guy at all. When like from what you set up, it was him getting his ass kicked by his brother. That doesn't mm. show tough guy. No, that shows younger brother getting his ass kicked. And, I mean, I suppose it's as plausible that he's torn to rock, but he also becomes big and muscly. But you've got this scrawny guy who becomes this big, hulking rock man, you know. Yeah, it made no sense, really. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, you know what I mean? He should have at least had some of those characteristics before becoming hmm. rock man, you know, the thing. Same way, like, you know, Johnny Storm was always kind of the, the smart mouth jock and he, he was to bounce off of the thing because the thing was so... Yeah, and they never met see, before that the, night. Yeah, because the thing... That, but that's one of the biggest dynamics of mm. the Fantastic Four is their conflict. The thing was the military trained, yeah, you know... There's one line where they're standing around at the end of the Baxter building. Like, Johnny says something to him, the thing goes to twat him mm. and Reed says, we know you can take him. And that's the only interaction those two have. Right. Like the, there's nothing between them yeah no like I say I mean it's definitely a way and I'll download a certain movie I'm like little to, you know I'd love to go see it you know for the fact that you know I like to support those movies because I want to see more of them I'm a comic book fan and all but just yeah but some of them don't deserve yeah, it yeah and this this exactly falls into yeah. that category of I just couldn't really be fucking arsed like but like on the other hand you know we did go see Ant-Man mm. and again like, although like I, you're going into this thinking it's bad and that makes it kind of decent. You're not expecting anything good. Yeah, well, that yeah. Sometimes that can go in a film's favor if you're really expecting the worst and something good comes out of it. Like I remember going to see, um, oh, I give it a year. I think it was called. It was. Uh, I went to it. It was Louise's pick for the cinema. She picked this thing, and I went into what I assumed was a rom com. But it turned out to be fucking hilarious. Like it was more, it was more comedy than rom com. Yes, it was based around a relationship, but it was a comedy, and it was fucking funny. It, it, it was um, it was the you. I I spent ages kind of going, oh, what? How do I know him? How do I know him? It was the young flip from Shaun of the Dead. Remember, you've got red on you. It's All him right. and uh, fucking Gervais May uh, Merchant, yes. Stephen Merchant. He was in it as well and all, but it. I think it was because I went in expecting some shitty rom-com that I was actually pissing myself laughing watching it. It was a really, really funny movie. And like I say, sometimes that can work in a film's favour. 
But to me, like it sounds like that film, I would expect it to be bad, and it sounds like it's actually worse than I would have expected. No, it's about the level you'd expect. Right, yeah. So it's, it does what you thought it would do. Yeah. It's the wrong sale of yeah. bad movies. The five people in the cinema, I don't think we enjoyed it. Fair enough, yeah. You should have took a poll if there was only that many. But as I said, we did go see Ant-Man, and... I don't think you were as impressed as I was. Like you thought no. just a cookie cutter movie for you. The Fantastic Four and Ant Man. Like I'd give them the same rating of four. Oh really? Yeah, they're oh. both as bad as each other. Oh wow. Okay. Because um no, because I really enjoyed Ant Man. Like and again, maybe that's just that I like the no brainer popcorn movies and I like my comic book movies. And what I thought was refreshing about Ant Man was that it didn't need to get to the grand epic scale that a lot of the previous Marvel movies have had to try and reach for. And it, 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 like your Guardians of the Galaxy, your Avengers and stuff, and it, it was kind of just getting to a scale where you're just like, oh, come on, really? Tone it down. And I mean, I know it wasn't Marvel, but like Man of Steel was the same. It nearly got too big what they were doing in it. And you're just going, oh, no, just, just bring it back a little. Like, you know, and that's what I liked about Ant-Man. It was, it was, it was just, you know, no pun intended. It was small. It, it was kind of contained as to what was happening. Good guy, bad guy, you know what I mean? Bad guy's got his mm. plot going will, on. Good guy wants to file. I will give it that. There's just one guy. There yeah. wasn't, we got this guy over here, got letter boobs is over here, and this guy's over yeah, here doing they're that. they're trying to get them all their bite of the apple, and sometimes mm, it just no. gets diluted, and then you get to see Hawkeye's fucking family making soup, and you're just going to go, all right, now, yeah. now I know you're putting in too much. Yeah. And why is Samuel L. Jackson in the yeah, shed? Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson had been in a shed, hiding behind a tractor for three days, just waiting to make that grand entrance. <laughs> like, um, But no, I, I, I enjoyed that, man. I liked... Again, much like um, we were just talking about Fury Road there and saying that, you know, I think a lot of the goodness that came out of Fury Road was the fact that there were practical effects and stunts. And it does show true. It does. Because there's nothing, nothing can kind of be as realistic as real life. And that's what I liked, I think, with Ant-Man as well, was that a lot of the shots when he was shrank down as Ant-Man were actually shot with what were called macro cameras. Um, and so it was basically, they were real things just shot at super close up. So they had the textures, like there was something you couldn't replicate with a computer. Well, you probably could, but it's never gonna look exactly right. And I think that that's what I liked about that man was when he was shrank down, shit looked scaled. And it's because it was, like when he was in the bath, that was a bathtub. When he was fucking doing whatever he was doing, like he was on those things, like, well, okay, digitally put in, but they were legitimate things. And again, I thought it was just a good look to it. I loved the design of the suit. I loved the costume designs as well. Um, even the yellow jacket, like the costume design, like it looked really good. And uh, there was that bit of comic relief and all. Like I, I, I know, like I say, you, for you, it was a cookie cutter movie that didn't really do much. Yeah, for it was me, all the same. For me, I, I really enjoyed it. Now, I'd, from what I understand, the Fantastic Four, I'd happily take Ant-Man over it. No, they're both exactly the same. Yeah. Well, yeah, to a degree, yes, they're that. You know, you've got your Seth formula. You know, it's not going to trouble the Oscar committee. Let's put it that way. No, they're not. Fury Road should. Yeah, not these. Possibly, not these. possibly might. Um, right, I suppose we're talking movies. We might as well stay on movies, yeah? Yes. Right, so it's that time, people. The movie box of doom. 1980s Star Wars episode five. five the Empire Strikes Back. Budget of 18 million. Box office, you see, the box office is so, the box office was hard to get because it's been out for so long and it's been re-released so many times, actual theatrical releases, that the box office is actually up at uh, like 534 million at this stage. Yes. But I think the original was only something like 280, 290 or something like that. No, that was the American 
box office. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Okay, you. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, super high. Probably one of the highest we've ever had. Uh, 95% by the critics, 97 by the users. Which, as I said before with the, the likes of the Star Wars movies and all, they're not particularly good movies. I think a nostalgia plays a massive part in the enjoyment of those movies. I think if that same movie was made today, like literally some weird kind of scene for scene remake, but it not being Star Wars, just kind of twisted some way that it's not Star Wars, but it's the same movie, I don't think it would be critically acclaimed or well received. No, but there was nothing like it at its time. Yeah, there was nothing else like that. But, the, but, but that's what I'm saying. At the time they stood out, but the fact that, like I say, I do think it's nostalgia keeps them as popular as they are. Yes. But it's, uh, it was a good movie, but I got to thinking after watching it, I got to thinking that, I had said that I was pretty sure that that was my favourite one of the Star Wars, but I think I was wrong. I think it's actually Return of the Jedi after watching it. Are you sure? No, I'll have to watch Return of the Jedi again to be 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Return of the Jedi. It was the one I was thinking of that I preferred. I always liked the scenes on Hot, the ironically named Ice Planet, but um, after that, the rest of Empire didn't do a whole lot for me. I hated the scenes with Yoda, always did. Oh, no. Yeah, Yoda's a, a dick. Yeah, he's a fucking asshole. Like, you know what I mean? And he, it's, um, he was the original trilogy's Jar Jar. Like, pretty much. This weird voiced puppet that was a nuisance. Yeah, I mean, I know the direct link was actually Jar Jar was meant to be kind of the original trilogy's Chewbacca, but no, you're dead right. He was the original trilogy's Yoda. Just this annoying little fuck. Yes. Couldn't get a straight answer out of speaking bad English. Yeah, Luke should have really, punted him around the swamp. Didn't really do anything for the whole film i think that's why they beefed up yoda's participation in the earlier movies then was to kind of say that like look he was good at one time he was able to do shit but back he, in his day yeah in his day you know you could get a bag of rock for a uh, five pence and still have change but yeah now i liked the scenes on whatever you would call it cloud fucking island cloud planet whatever that lando's place they weren't bad but then like you say it was the whole yoda thing and uh there was a lot of the film just was empty and pointless and the whole asteroid scene and all this sort of we'll, we'll, we'll float away with our garbage how the fuck does he know what the Empire does with our rubbish before they go into hyperspace and all like, you know there was so there's, much of it was just there's like, policies yeah. <laughs> yeah he'd read the Union book yeah he'd seen it the thing that always bugged me about that film back in the day and it, it even bugged me again watching it was um, at the start when the we call it the fucking Yeti or whatever it was attacks Luke why did he cheese it out of the cave into the blistering coal? I don't know. He had a lightsaber. He yeah. easily dispatched it one arm. Just yeah. The it's next one just yeti. goes over the head. <laughs> there you go. Bam. Good looking thanks. Mm. Cut him up Tantan style. Sleep inside him for the night. Hope, you know, radio back for hand yeah. the next morning or whatever. That's our stage. Just stay in the cave. Yeah, just stay there and wait and hope somebody finds it. Like, but to me, that even as a, as a kid watching it, that always bugged me. It never made sense as to why you would leave that when you clearly had the beating of this guy. Yes. Another thing that always bugged me, and again, it bugged me watching it this time, was the scene where Luke loses his hand with the, the, the terribly choreographed sword fight. But um, it's a, he literally, two minutes earlier, hits Vader with his lightsaber and gets no more reaction than, ah, when he hits him on the arm. Like, why didn't, I mean, when in the previous film, Kenobi had chopped the guy's arm off with it, he, two minutes later, in this exact movie, loses his hand. At the start of this movie, Vader he, has lightsaber-proof black, black suit. You know what I mean? What, yeah, what, what was the deal? Like, you know, is that the explanation? Like, he had the equivalent of lightsaber Kevlar, Kevlar, yes. whatever you call it. Like, that's exactly it. 
But yeah, but it just it just seemed ironic that like you know he gets a smack and just goes ah, and then like mm. Chop takes his hand off. Yeah. And he's nails. But but he's not because I mean as the tour film showed us, there's nothing left of him. He's Robocop. He's yeah. a couple of eyeballs and a fucking chin or something. That's all that's really left of him. That's why it didn't hurt. He's all <laughs> seared up and no, but he should have lost a, at least a mechanical arm at that stage, like. Oh, it's Kevlar. But uh, yeah, that always kind of bugged me as well. But again, like I say, for nostalgic reasons, just that bit at the start, there's that perfectly timed pause of silence. And then, boom, you know, the music yes. kicks in. And it's just, you can't help but nearly crack a smile and that. Oh, yeah, Star Wars. Like. But it's, uh, you know, it's a good movie. I don't know if it's 97% of good. Would you go that high yourself? No, I would. I'd be I wouldn't. seventy-five, maybe. Yeah, there, there's definitely flaws and faults in the film, as have every film. But there's bits in it that are inexplicably convenient. There's bits in it that are inexplicably inexplicable. Like you know, his fucking fighter jet goes into a swamp. I don't care that you have to lift it out. Surely there's like swamp bits and shit and all in the engine now. This is fucking. You got, you got to put your hand into something. Yeah, and I got to imagine you couldn't start a car after being submerged in fucking a swamp. Never mind the fucking something that you expect to get you off the ground and fly, and then you're going to head into space in it. Like, yeah, I think it's the first film. There's a fighter. It's out by itself. It's a Empire fighter. And they specifically say it couldn't be out this far yeah. on its own. Yeah, but Luke's. It's a different style of fighter. But the same principle, I think, applies. Yeah, it's a small thing. Surely you can't yeah. carry enough fuel to get it that far out. Or maybe it's like fucking space travel or something where, you know, you need that burst to get you out of the atmosphere or whatever. Yeah. Like. But, uh, yeah, I, I, not, not 97%, but still decent. Yeah, it is. You got some info on some I do. other blockbusters? Yes, it was the third I think, blockbuster in the history, in of, the history of film, I think. Uh Flash came out the same year, is it? Flash Gordon, obviously. Flash yeah, Gordon. Yes. Uh, Gay flying Vikings. Yes. You would think, like, the kind of this comic book superhero yeah, film. As far as space based movies go, I'm definitely giving Empire the, the up yeah. on that one, yeah. And uh, Empire with its five, 540 million thereabouts. Yeah. Flash, 27. Uh, I was going to say, I was going to hazard a guess and say, but he's 50. Yeah, 27. Yeah. <laughs> Timothy Dalton was in Flash, wasn't he? Yeah. That's right. A lot of people were. Really? Mm. I can't think. I haven't seen Flash Gordon in years. Was the bearded dude, um, the guy from Indiana Jones and that? Uh, Brian Blessed? Oh, I couldn't tell you. He was in Lord of the Rings. He played the dwarf in Lord of the Rings. Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Very similar in that kind of mm. booming voice and the big statured guy with the beard and stuff. But yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Mm. Uh, Empire was by far the biggest uh, earner. earner of the 80s. Yeah, I can't uh, imagine No, much second, uh, second. There's one bigger. Return? No. Uh, E.T. Ah. Oh, funny you should say that because um, I seen I got it, I seen this weird post there the other day and it was just pictures. And it showed you a picture from one of the newer Star Wars. I remember there's like the big Senate meeting. Yes. And, and you remember they're all in like these little kind of hover mm, pod things. E.T.'s there. And there's an E.T. thing in it. And then it says that, it's going to link in them, and it says that in E.T., you see the kid is playing with Star Wars figures, and then on Halloween, E.T. sees a kid dressed as Yoda and apparently seems to recognise him. And then the fact that E.T. is making the, the bike levitate and flow, they're saying E.T. Yeah, must be force. a Jedi. Hmm. Well, Lucas and Spielberg were mates, so yeah. everything was 
But I mean, it's weird that it's plausible that you know he's using the force. Yes, I'll take it. He brought a plant back to life, and he made a bike float. And poke things with his finger. Yes, I always loved that in Paul when. He's sitting in the warehouse and he's like, he's like he's taking calls and it's very clearly Spielberg he's done that and he gives the technical name for what he's doing with his finger and he's like you just gonna go yeah I suppose it could glow like where you know you know it's gonna be Spielberg he's talking to giving him the idea for ET. Uh, got a list of films for each year in the 1980s. Right. Can you guess the top earning film? For each year. Yes. Oh God. I, no, I mean I, no. It's, you got to go, well, I mean, let, let's go mid-80s. I think it was 84, 85, Back to the Future. Yeah, 85. Okay. Um, 380 million. Wow, nice. That's another great movie. I love that movie. I love that franchise, to be honest. It's a, the, although the second one's pretty bad, it's not, not a great concept. It is. terrible. It shows a really piss-poor vision of the future and all. But the still, I loved one and three, because I, 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 I have a weird love of... And maybe this is the, these fall into both categories. I'm actually just thinking out loud now of a weird love of like 1950s kind of Americana style. I, and you didn't like Greece? No, I love Two. Greece. Two. No. <laughs> um, and I like Western stuff as well for some peculiar reason. I think maybe you know I've been this is my tour time around the Matrix or something. I was I was torn of the century West or just pre torn of the century Western. Came back in the 1950s and now here I am back again. Hmm. But. Uh, What's going no, yeah, no, I, I always liked one and three. Never, I could watch two, but I'd have to leave a long time between watching it and watching. Yeah, it, it was terrible. Um, okay, I'm just trying to guess what our years. Let me think. Um, Terminator's got to be up there, has it? Nope. No. Not the. Was it Empire, Raiders, E.T., Jedi, Ghostbusters? Oh, Ghostbusters! I think Back to the Future, Top Gun. 1987. Was 85 as well. Top 86. Okay. 1987 was weird. Uh, 87. Any hints? The Goot. Three Men and the Baby. Yeah. That's right, because we had a film in the box of Doom, and I, rem- I can't remember what film it was, but I remember that the only thing that better did a top spot, it was beaten by two films, and that was one. I can't remember what the other one was, but I remember... Being a bit shocked, kind of going, really? Fatal Attraction and Beverly Hills Cop 2. Okay. Were the other top films of 87? 87, right. No, it wasn't either of them. Mm. It was something we got out of the box of doing, but I remember it was, I was surprised, I think, that, uh, like, it was it was three men and a baby that had beaten it. Yeah, it was weird. Or maybe it was uh, just better that it's open a weekend or something, maybe not collectively over a year or whatever, but go on, keep going. Uh, Rain Man in 88 and Batman in 89. Oh, yeah. So there were, there are no what you know as films from that are out now. No, like everybody talks about the the big budget, your know, blockbuster films. Yeah. Like back mean, then I, they they made films. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, you see, because a lot of them don't fall into what we would now know as your blockbuster. You know, your quote unquote blockbuster. Yeah. It's like you were saying. You were telling me that the original blockbuster was Jaws, and just off the top of my head I wouldn't consider that a blockbuster like to me the blockbuster is it's that big budget movie it's the Terminator style movie Ghostbusters Back to the Future it's that ridiculous concept over the top effects for its time but like you know for my money Jaws was nearly more horror than or well, at least thriller you know than blockbuster type thing and it, you know the bar the fact that it was set in the summer and brought out in the summer but um, yeah a lot of those films were just 
films. They weren't making them to be blockbusters. It was the quality of the movie that made them a blockbuster. Whereas now you've your San Andreas and stuff being made, and it's being put out there as a summer blockbuster. And yeah, it's like, a bag just because you put a load shite. of fucking money and special effects in it, don't make it a blockbuster. Mm. Like the the last five years of the seventies, the top earning films: Jaws, Rocky, Star Wars, Grease, and Kramer versus Kramer. Right, I haven't seen Kramer. That was the lawsuit one. Yeah, thing, Dustin it? Hoffman yeah. fighting over his kid. Um, and I haven't seen Rain Man either. Maybe just didn't like Dustin Hoffman. Well, it was yeah, it was Hoffman, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, but uh, again, they wouldn't have been the sort of film that would have appealed to me, and possibly still don't. But you know, again, that list of films, who hasn't seen those films? Mm. You know, that's what I mean. You just you just read me a list of fifteen films there, and I've probably seen thirteen of them. Yeah. You know, and that's what I'm saying. And who hasn't of my generation? And given that I was only a kid, I mean, I was born in 79, so I was only a kid, so I wouldn't have seen these on release. I would have seen these after the fact, which was probably yeah. on release for Ireland because given the, the delay uh, a year or two later for some of them and what have you. Yeah, possibly, but, I, but I going back to Ghostbusters, I definitely you, never would have seen, seen them in the cinema. I, you probably would have been talking more television video. at Christmas or video, yeah. yeah. Because I definitely, because I, I don't recall cinema visits been and that happened as a kid no, there was no cinemas well yeah just possibly that, yeah, you well, had to go into town yeah mid to late 80s yeah you would have had the Savoy and what have you maybe that was there earlier but you definitely wouldn't have been brought to or had any knowledge of it yeah, the Savoy was there earlier the Savoy's been there forever has it okay it was there before the street that was on yes. they built the street around it uh, the Savoy for anybody doesn't know was a cinema on the main street in Dublin but anyway yeah, it's like you say, you see, I think nowadays that this is half of the problem is that they're trying to make a blockbuster. Yeah, they just want your money. They're and not trying to make a They're not trying to make a quality film. Like yeah. back then they were they had good scripts, good actors. Like they, they made the effort to, to make these films good films. And if they happen to be a blockbuster, all the better. But it wasn't what they were aiming for. They were just aiming to make the best film they could make. Hmm. And nowadays it's not. It's just Let's get the biggest star, the biggest names, throw as much into it, make it as long as possible. Like, I mean, you're getting into the two and a half hour territory and all now. And it's yeah, just it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just, it is. It's getting to the stage of where it's nearly becoming a fucking chore to watch a film because you know two and a half hours is at least 45 minutes of that is just filler, pointless backstory, padding it out a little and all. And you're just going, I don't need all this. Yeah. So just give me the fucking movie. Like, there's the two films I've, I watched, they're three hours long The Godfather 1 and 2. But everything that happens in The Godfather early on comes back. There's nothing in that film. Yeah, Yeah. it's all there. I haven't, I mean, you know me and Gangster movies, I'm not big on them, but I I have watched that trilogy. Like, again, it's one of those things you say, okay, I'll sit down and watch it, and it's probably 10 years ago or so, so I can't actually even really remember them, but I do remember enjoying them when I watched them, even despite the fact that I don't like that style of film. Mm, I do. Yeah, but it's, oh, it is. Especially it's, it's, like it's just a summer blockbuster thing now where it's just it's superhero movies. And as happy as I am to have these comic book movies and these things, they're just, they're getting, they're getting too away with themselves. They're losing the run of themselves, so to yeah. speak. Well, and I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon, though. Not with no. your Suicide Squad, Batman versus Superman, which is leading up to Justice League. Uh, you know, you've all this stuff. Um, oh, speaking of Batman... Uh, have you ever heard of what the, he's affectionately known as the Baltimore Batman? I've heard the name. The Root. Possibly Corolla. Um, there's the he's known as the the Baltimore Batman or the um Route Twenty Nine Batman. The, the reason he's called that was back in 2012. This guy, um, Lenny B. Robinson, was his name. I say was because uh he's no longer with us. <laughs> he picked on the wrong Joker. No, he wasn't that dude. Uh, he wasn't that sort of guy. He was um. 
from what I understand, the millionaire he had a clean. Oh, the dude who crashed his car. Um, did he? No, he didn't crash. Yeah, you're on the right line. now he didn't crash his car. What happened was the the, the backstory goes anyway. This guy he had a cleaning company or something he set up when he was only a teenager and eventually sold a millionaire or whatever. Yada yada yada. Big Batman fan, but he had like a it was like a Lamborghini or something like that that he basically tricked out like a kind of batmobile sort of thing and he in 2012 was made famous because the the police footage they pulled him over because he only had a batman license plate at the back but then he explains he explains to them that he's going to he goes to hospitals and all this sort of all around good guy you know this was his thing he dressed up as batman he go to hospitals and you know talk to kids go to schools and talk about bullying and stuff like that and all but uh, yeah he had pulled into a petrol station and um was filling up or whatever to, you know there's a few kids there done the usual give a few trinkets out as he does takes photos drives off down the road car breaks down on the the i-70 it is in uh, maryland and the people that were at the garage pull up behind them put on their hazard lights and stuff and he's out kind of taking a look at the car and obviously it's a black car he's dressed as batman it's half 10 at night doesn't stand much chance stuck kind of halfway in the fast lane and some guy in a camry comes by and from what i understand hit his car and launched his car into him. So that he literally died by getting a smack of his own Batmobile, like, but apparently dead at the scene. Oh, nice. But, um, yeah. Poor Batman. Poor Batman, huh? <laughs> Fucking not the way we thought he'd go out. No. Thought it would have at least been Two-Face or a Joker. One of them would have got him, yeah. but no. Apparently. But in fairness, if you break down on the motorway, stay in the car. Isn't that the opposite? Don't they tell you to get out of your car, but get yeah. no, but don't, st- get, don't stay yeah, on the road. Yeah, don't stand beside it would be the, the lesson, yeah, boy. Because yeah. isn't it the same? They say if you break down, even if you're in the hard shoulder, like get out of the car. You don't sit in the car. Yeah. But um, yeah, but what by all accounts, I'll, I'll take you see the paramedics the pulling up to that one though, like this fucking Batmobile mashed up and <laughs> Batman panned out on the ground. They're looking around, kind of going, "Fucking hell, is the Joker still around? What's happening here?" But um, in more bat-related death news, um, Yvonne Craig, who played. Batgirl on the old 1960s Batman show died. Okay. Uh, 78 years of age, uh, complications well, with breast cancer. Don't think this counts as news. Like, these people are getting old. They're going to die. Yeah, the Baltimore dude wasn't. I think he was only in his 50s or something like that. Yeah, not him, but it, the people from the Batman yeah, but I, show. I just thought uh, it just linked up nicely. If Adam West dies, it's not, not news. The boy's 87 no, yeah, or something. No, well, it's news, but it ain't a shock. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but she had uh, complications through breast cancer or something like that. But yeah, she joined the show when the toured on final season. And uh, it was 1967 and done 26 episodes or so. No, it was fairly vocal about the fact that when they released uh, the Killing Joke, uh, she wasn't a bit impressed with the fact that Barbara Gordon got shot in the spine and crippled because that was her character. Like, she it's not her character. No, but she, yeah, but that, that was part part of her quote was she says, "I guess it's their character, and you can do what they like." But once, yeah, exactly. once they don't do it to me, <laughs> but. Um, well, I don't think they do. Well, that, yeah, it doesn't matter. But I mean, I thought about you know, there's a woman from the '60s, you know, who fucking played Batgirl, still was going to conventions and signing autographs for the rest of her days. I don't think she did much else after that. But uh, yeah, that's the that's just some bat-related news. So yeah, she gets paid to be Batgirl. That's the end of her association. I think Bort Ward's got to be fucking shitting himself. We've lost Batman, Batgirl. You know, you got to think that Robin's next on that fucking lineup. Yeah, it turns out it's Adam West's getting them all. <laughs> yeah, he's like. Uh, I'll get these bat phonies. But uh yeah, some some bat news. Oh, uh, speaking of bat news, there's it's rumored now from um the Suicide Squad. There's a rumor that they're going and it's only all conjecture and rumor now, um, that the Joker, Jared Leto's Joker, is going to 
be they're gonna have it that he's an alter ego like and he's going to be robin which would kind of play into the comic book thing of do not just wait till the film comes out and watch the film yeah no but this isn't the studio releasing this shit this does be fucking the, the nerds sifting through photos getting photos on sets and lads instagram and stuff and all and uh, apparently it, it would it would kind of tie in loosely to the fact that there was a story where so just people making stuff up there was a, yeah basically oh yeah it's only conjecture it's pure spec it's a conspiracy theory at best there's shit to point to it that would say it looks plausible but that doesn't mean anything but um there was a story with the red hood and you see where they're probably going with it was both um, I think it was the Tim Drake version of Robin and Joker were both the character of Red Hood. So unless this, this is kind of the, the no smoke without fire sort of situation where they're saying are they amalgamating this and having it that he because basically what happened was I'm going to stop you here. You don't watch trailers in the cinema, no, no. but yeah, you'll read this crap. Oh no! Well, I mean, this is yeah, but it, that's exactly it because it's just crap. The chances are, but it's not. It could it could be spot on. It could be spot on, but it could be a million miles from base. So therefore, where a trailer, what you see is what you get. Like you know, it's what not mean? necessarily the fantastic forehead. Yeah, the thing. Rock boy jumping out of the thing, but he wasn't the there. And all, yeah, yeah. It didn't happen. Yeah, there is that. But yeah, but like I say, I mean, you can't help but just kind of when you see little headlines pop up and then you kind of go, oh, okay, what's this about? But supposedly that's. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a potential thing, but it's probably going to be a whole lot of nothing because, like, the Joker is not fucking Robin and can't be Robin. Like, it's just, no. and I can't see them twisting, like, probably one of the greatest villains in DC history, like, just to suit a film. I can't see them changing this whole backstory just to suit yeah, a film. Yeah, probably not. Well, turn yourself around and get that box of doom back I over here. Yeah, we forgot about that. Yes. <laughs> Thought we might have got away with it. There it is. Proof incarnate that it's real. Okay, I've seen this, so I could probably. Uh, you have to watch oh it. Oh yeah, but I could probably get away with just perusing it in the background as I'm doing something else. You're gonna love this magic mic. All right. Actually, I sat through this via Louise, and like that was one of these things. We were sitting in one day, maybe it was, she was giving out about all the shit she had to watch with me, and then I was like, okay, you pick something, and we put on this magic mic. And I have to say, for a film about a bunch of dudes strippers, it's actually a pretty good fucking movie. McConaughey is brilliant in it. He's just how he kept a straight face in half of his scenes. Uh, you, you, you know, I mean, I'm not going to get into too much and let you watch it and enjoy but it for what it is. It's directed by Steven Soderbergh. Oh, is it? Who is a kind of proper director. Yeah, yeah. He, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, the story's not bad. It's basically, it's, it's, a, it's yeah, a dance troupe. Yeah, I know the story. It's Magic Mike. It's yeah, it's a dance troupe of strippers and they, yeah. they recruit this new young lad who kind of just gets in with them and what have you and then it's basically just them doing what they do and Kevin Nash is in it in an awful state. But it's, it's actually, like I say, it's despite all odds of like, like the, the synopsis of the film shouldn't sell it to a lad and it doesn't. But it's actually a pretty good movie. It's right, pretty we'll funny see. in parts and what have you. But yeah, so that'll do for now. I think probably, I'd say 2011, maybe 2012, thereabouts, something like that. Yeah, because you're always yeah, good at this. Spot on. Turns out it was made in 99 or something like that. But uh, yeah, so Magic Mike will do us for next week. It has to. You anything else? Because, like I say, I haven't uh, exactly been on the grid. Didn't get much news floating around a swimming pool for the last nine days. No, nothing of interest. Nothing of interest. No. All right, fair enough. We leave it there, so. You might as well. All right. From me, Derek, it's goodbye. From me, James, this has been fantastic. Four. Goodbye. <laughs> Jog on. <laughs>